One of the things I hear more often than you might expect from survivors of narcissistic abuse is this. How can I tell if I'm healing? How can I tell? How do you know when you're making it in recovery? How do you know that recovery is on the way? Well, that's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Signs that you are making it, signs that you are in recovery and on your way to being completely healed. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll just get going. So how do you know when you've healed? How do you know when you were on your way, you're ready to start living your life again? What are the things that say you're succeeding in your recovery from a narcissist? Well, I put together a little something for you. Take a look. Number one, you've started to like yourself a little. And maybe you even respect yourself. And dare I say it, you even love yourself a little bit. You understand that you have value outside of being a narcissistic supply. And you have begun to develop standards for yourself and the people you associate with each day. Number two, you are becoming an expert boundary setter and enforcer. You're no longer allowing other people to dictate your boundaries. And you certainly don't allow anyone to step over the line and remain part of your inner circle anymore. Now, you live your life for you and you focus on what matters to you first. Number three, you're moving past the pain and the anger and you're starting to develop a really strong sense of self. You know who you are and you're embracing the real you. Number four, you have figured out what your passion is or you're well on your way to it. And you're starting to spend time doing something you love on a regular basis. Number five, you have released your anger and your sadness regarding the narcissist in your life, or at least you're ready to do it. You don't forget, but you do let go and keep in mind the lessons learned as you go forward. Number six, you have forgiven yourself, or at least you're ready to forgive yourself for being involved with the narcissist, or for not discovering that this person had NPD sooner or for whatever it was that you consider to be your fault in the relationship. Number seven, you're learning to trust yourself and your intuition again. This is hard for survivors of narcissistic abuse because we're taught not to trust our own eyes, our own thoughts and beliefs during the process of gaslighting in our abuse. Number eight, you're starting to learn to trust people again and also how to know who you can't trust. You're aware, but you're not paranoid when you meet someone new. Number nine, you're starting to find some kind of new level of understanding or even some meaning in the experience. It's a silver lining, if you will. If you can't see it that way, you're at least willing to see that you're stronger than most people you know in real life. Certainly, you still wish it never happened, but you also see that you have become a more complete and better version of yourself during your healing. And how do you know if you're making it in life? Well, you know me, I got you covered, take a look. First of all, I think one morning you wake up and you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that person all day yesterday. I think you're healed when you notice that you're feeling happy more often than you're not. I think you're healed when you start thinking, maybe I wanna date again, or maybe I wanna you know, go out and be social again. I think it's a process. I think healing is a process. I think you'll heal faster when you focus on what you want and not what you don't want, when you focus on what you can control and not what you can't. And in addition to healing, you'll also find that by living in that way, your whole life gets better. 
from every angle. Also, I'm going to share with you something from a recent video. Take a look. We all know that being in a relationship with someone who displays extreme narcissistic behaviors or someone who may have narcissistic personality disorder can be at the very least toxic to our entire being. It definitely means you're going to experience some very unhealthy relationship behaviors and that during the relationship, you might even be a part of those behaviors. But once you recognize what you're dealing with, the first step to getting past that relationship and all of the damage that came along with it is first to recognize that yes, they do have a personality disorder and second to realize that despite your desire to do so, you are unable to save them or change them. It is something that needs professional help and it is not something that most narcissists will ever get, at least not in a way that's effective. Your job now, now that you've recognized what you're dealing with and you're either getting out of the relationship or you're already out of it, is to start to heal and start to rebuild who you were and who you are now. And eventually you might decide that you want to get into a new relationship, one that's healthy for you, one that's actually mutually beneficial. So today we're going to talk about 10 amazing things that happen to you after you get out of a relationship with a narcissist. Some of these are related to you yourself and some of them are related to the potential future relationship you might want to get into. So let's just jump right into it. Number one, you will no longer be affected by empty compliments and flattery. What do I mean by that? Well, you spent plenty of time going through the narcissist love bombing phase, didn't you? Now you're able to see through everything. Sure, the narcissist flattered you up one side and down the other during the love bombing and maybe even during the hoovering phases. Certainly, the narcissist made grand gestures at times, maybe, but it wasn't because they wanted you to be happy, was it? It was all about them and getting you into their supply circle. It was all about them and teaching you how to adore them. Once you've been through life with a narcissist, you're wise to that flattery, aren't you? You're not paying attention to it anymore. This brings me to number two. You don't believe in love at first sight anymore. Not that that's necessarily the best thing in the world, but the fact is, as adults, love at first sight is not something that can possibly be a real thing. Maybe somewhere in the world there are people who got together when they first met each other, they fell in love, and they've been in love for a hundred years. But it's a very rare thing that happens. The truth is, the best kinds of relationships are developed slowly over time. And so now that you've been in a relationship with a narcissist, you know that you're not going to jump into anything. You're going to take your time when you get to know a new person, and that, my friend, is going to save you so much drama in your life. Remember, at the beginning of the relationship with the narcissist, very often they sort of intoxicate you with their, their speed. They'll pull out the soulmate card, they'll pull out the love at first sight card, and listen, I ain't mad at you, I'm not blaming you. Being wanted feels amazing, doesn't it? It's easy to be swept along, but soon enough you recognize that the narcissist's attention is short-lived, even though they seem so sincere in those moments. The fact of the matter is, over the long haul, it didn't work out that well, did it? So now you know that you're no longer gonna fall for that crap, and you're gonna take your time with relationships. Remember this, if somebody really is the one, even if they desperately want to jump into that relationship quickly with you, if they're really the one and they're really a decent person, they will wait for you, my friend, and they will take it as slow as you need them to take it. And when you're in it for the long haul together, you will see the value of a love that is developed slowly over time. You will see how insubstantial this fake, false, fast love really can be. And you will find a new appreciation for the tortoise who slow and steady won the race. Number three, you get it. You understand that sometimes people are wrong. And not only can you admit you're wrong, but you can be, appreciate someone else who can do the same thing. The fact of the matter is, the little childish games of, I need to always be right, that's a narcissist thing and that's unhealthy. A real relationship involves more than one person having opinions and thoughts and feelings. 
in that relationship. Everyone's feelings are valued and sometimes we're all wrong. And so when you can say, okay, I was wrong, it's healthy. If your partner can say, okay, I was wrong, it's healthy. And if you have this ability, you're going to have a much better time in future relationships. Not only is there more room for growth in these kinds of relationships, it also encourages you to date someone with whom you may have mutual maturity because it does take maturity to admit mistakes. Number four, you realize that life outside of your relationship must be maintained. You must maintain relationships with people other than the narcissist or other than the person you're dating. During the time you were with the narcissist, chances are you were isolated very quickly or maybe slowly over time. But by the time you are closer to the end of the relationship or when the relationship finally does end, you might look around and see that all the people that you had with you when you started aren't there anymore. So how can you deal with that? Well, you recognize now, and this is another amazing thing that happens to you, the value of those external relationships, whether they're friend relationships or family relationships. You cannot put all of your eggs into one basket. So it's part of fulfilling your own needs, having relationships outside of your primary person having relationships outside of the person who is your spouse or your partner. You, and I don't mean sexual relationships, I mean platonic, healthy relationships. Having friends outside of your relationship helps you to stay well-rounded, helps you to keep your feet on the ground and your, and your head held high because it allows you to be an individual and that is necessary for your healthy development and for yourself fulfillment. Number five, you have a better understanding of vulnerability and when it's appropriate to share it. And you have a new appreciation for people who are able to do that. The fact of the matter is that narcissists are terribly invulnerable. Even though you saw their weak underbelly, most people in a narcissist's life do not understand the serious level of toxicity that that person's carrying around with them. And that's because a narcissist is unable to be vulnerable with anyone. And in fact, if you show any vulnerability as their partner or loved one, they will attack you for it and they will make you feel terrible for being a vulnerable person. They make you feel needy or jealous or crazy just because you you allow yourself to be vulnerable to them. The truth is, if you can't be vulnerable with someone, you're not in a good relationship anyway. You can't achieve any emotional intimacy and there's no trust that comes with it. You can't really love someone without being a certain amount of vulnerable to them. So now that you've been through a toxic relationship, you can develop a new appreciation for this. Number six, you just recognize that you can't please everyone and you're totally fine with that. Because here's the thing, you can almost never please a narcissist. Even if you did please a narcissist, it still wouldn't be quite good enough for them. So now you recognize since you've gone through this that you need to please yourself and if you are able to please someone else great but you don't feel like you're required to do so and you also understand that it's just not possible to please every individual person number seven you understand the value of incredibly firm boundaries and you're not afraid to let people know it you set strong boundaries for yourself now because during the relationship with a narcissist every boundary you had was pushed back or stepped right over and over time, not only do you learn how to respect your own boundaries more as you go through healing, but you learn how to respect the boundaries of other people. This makes you a more enjoyable person to be around and it makes you a stronger person. So for example, if you happen, if you were with a narcissist, the narcissist, let's say they decided that the way that you looked, it was important to their image. So they might not like it when you wore certain tops or certain outfits, or they might dress you every day, depending on who the narcissist is. But when you get away from a narcissist, you can begin to set your own boundaries. You learn to make your own deal breakers for yourself. So for example, for me and my marriage, my deal breakers are as follows. Number one, don't cheat on me. Number two, don't hit me. Number three, don't hurt my kids. If any of those things are broken, well, 
I walk out without question, without discussion. Anything else we can get through, or at least talk about it first. Make yourself some deal breakers as you move forward in these relationships, away from these relationships. And when you're ready to start thinking about healthy relationships, know what your boundaries are and set them very firmly and stand behind them no matter what. Number eight, you learn how to stand in the spotlight and be okay with it, but you also learn that you like to share the spotlight sometimes with other people. When you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they hate sharing the spotlight. Sure, they want you to be successful and happy and all this, but when it comes down to it, if the two of you are in a room together, they want everybody looking at them, not at you. They might enjoy having a high status partner or the successful partner, but only in so much as it makes them look better. If you start to stand in their spotlight, that's when they start to devalue you and eventually discard you in this cycle of abuse. When you recognize how much this kind of an attitude can hold you back, it can change your entire life, my friend. So don't be afraid to stand in the spotlight and don't be afraid to pull your future partner in it with you if, if you so choose. Number nine, you learn that you are not the problem all the time. The fact of the matter is, certainly we all have things to work on. Certainly we have weaknesses we need to strengthen. Areas in our life that we could do a little better on. Everybody can always improve something, right? But you and I both know how easy it is to get hooked to a narcissist. They're master manipulators and they're very good at getting what they want. They probably conned you from very early in the relationship, whether they recognized it or not. And now you become aware of the fact that whether they exploited you or not, it's not your fault. It wasn't that you were weak. It was that you were kind. It wasn't that they blatantly lied to you when they said they love you. It was that they believed it in the moment and they're fickle people and they switch it up when they get bored. Had nothing to do with you. You are not the broken one, my friend. It is the narcissist who's the broken one. When you recognize that, it's an amazing thing and it can change your life significantly. And finally, number 10, and I tell you this all the time, when you get through the narcissistic relationship, you come out the other side if you choose to heal yourself, being the strongest person you know in real life. I'm not exaggerating. We all know how hard it is to be with a narcissist. We all know how hard it is to deal with, deal with a narcissist on a long-term basis. And we also know how hard it is to let go move forward and start to figure out who we are again, right? But during that process, you recognize so many things about your life and yourself. You recognize that you need to love yourself unconditionally and that even if it's taken a little time to get there, that you can do that and it is so empowering. You learn to set those boundaries, like I said, and stick to them very firmly. You learn that you weren't a fool for getting in this whole deal and in fact, that some of the world's most intelligent, attractive people have been or are with narcissists. Narcissists aren't into bums. They aren't into people who aren't worth having. You were worth having, are worth having. The narcissist wouldn't be with anyone who wasn't. However, you also learn that that one bad relationship or two bad relationships doesn't ruin your life forever. As a matter of fact, what happens is that you learn how to recognize those little warning signs in the future so that if and when you choose to get into a new relationship, you can do so with plenty of forethought and knowledge and without any sense of desperation. You will learn to seek and spot the mutually satisfying relationship that you truly deserve. And I don't know about y'all, but as far as I'm concerned, all of those are some pretty good lessons to learn. I think they are 10 amazing things that happen to you after you go through a relationship with a narcissist. All right, this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, as far as you're concerned, what are the signs that you're in recovery, that things are about to get a whole lot better? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, and 
share your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you in the cards above and right here and right here. And while you're here, you might as well hit that subscribe button right there so that you and I can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. Now, don't forget, you're never alone. You've always got your family. I'll see you soon.